0: Chapter 40 The Jaguar Protectors The second beast, that king who caused things to grow. He stayed back to look over the hummingbird lovers when I ventured towards the medicine wheel on my own. Meanwhile the sun had yet to rise over the land and it had been dark for something like two days. Everyone's longing for the sun was apparent, but not a single being could figure out the reason for the delay. Seated before the medicine wheel, my awareness focused upon the sacred map. The spiral of stones led me from the feather in the first cardinal direction to the second space where the beast with the horns protecting the hummingbird lovers crossed my path. Looking in the third quadrant, this was the place I had left a single bone, but now the bone was gone, and a dead rat was presented from kismet lying atop the spiral of stones a dead rat."
1: Memento mori,"
0: whispered a voice. Get back! I jumped ready to attack, but upon the sight of this third beast, a part of me died inside. My jaw dropped open as I faced this large, dark beast across the medicine wheel, and this was the darkest of all cats, a fierce black jaguar who was the pinnacle of the entire feline pride and now the giant black beast hissed back. He approached me one paw after the other, as if this jaguar was the king of all cats. He had found the medicine wheel, and had he claimed this space as his own? Then the small black cat I knew as yuktaku came through his legs and walked into view. Death is his throne, said Yuktaku. I tilted my head in confusion because I couldn't understand Yuktaku and this cat were together, and so this must have been part of Yuktaku's plan. And whatever I did, this black jaguar seemed to be mirroring me, and it got so close when its black fur pressed against my head as my sight closed shut and I could no longer see. All black. This was the lack of light. There was nothing I could do but let go as my intuition sensed a way without sight. I observed silently, there I heard the jaguar's paws moving around. He walked all through my thoughts, barely making a sound. I could hear him going through my mind, like a camera reel spinning. He examined my entire past, while I was left thinking and questioning. I could hear him looking upon my memories from the order, and there I heard the businessmen and women, among many others, speaking of my health and condition. Now what were they saying? The Jaguar and I waited within the shadow while we listened to my intuition. And so I heard
1: the men and women of the order whisper. We need to get rid of that man named Otto. We can't trust him at work, and I heard he's battled the realms of mental health. He's not fit to work with us. We've got to kick him off our team
0: and get him expelled, said the employees and business people. Oh, great Jaguar, Don't tell me that I'm sick. I've done everything to continue on, support the community, and I still walk forward on the path as I have never quit. Are these business people correct? Have I gone mentally ill? Am I a lost cause, and have I lost my will? The Jaguar was silent for a moment, and then it was Bolanyuktiku that I heard. Don't fall into the world's delusions. Our society is sick and addicted to material things, and that is what makes them absurd. The true merit of one's life is the impact you leave, not the job you hold or the money you earn. I'm afraid the people are ill, for who among us recognizes the spiritual soul within? The order is lost in the material delusion, and the great jaguar named Death comes to free us from that illusion. To these men and women of the Order you appear threatening, and to the ways of the working world you seem strange. But in front of the four great guardians you are a great protector, for you have gone beyond the human condition, and that is what makes you brave," said Bolanyukdeku. Then where have I gone? Why is it that I cannot see? All I see is darkness, and why can't I get free? I reached forward and touched the jaguar because I was lost in the total dark. And from the moment I touched him, I felt electricity jump through me and begin pumping through my heart. Without human sight, now I could finally see, for my inner vision was liberated, and
1: now my spiritual sight was set free. I am the incarnation of the great panther, and I'm afraid you've got nothing left. Your body rests upon your tomb. And so it is within this inner darkness of the earth that you are
0: called to rest, said the Jaguar. For the entire night I slept, and I could barely move my limbs. There in stillness I watched my mind in flux while I held on to the great Jaguar King, as him, Bolen Yuktiku, Kismet, and myself journeyed deeper within.
1: But why are they concerned with my mental health? because they cannot understand the terrain you travel, and so you appear as foreign to them. Those men and women can become great as they navigate the outward world, but you are a traveler within. Unless you generate great profit for the company, then you would appear ill to the worldly business women and men. But what they cannot see is the damage their industries have done. After all these years of chasing profits, their products, technologies, services, and machines have not quite benefited everyone. Imagine the perspective of the great saints and holy angels. The masses of people have disobeyed what is right. The angels and saints protect the spiritual order, and the inner journey often leads fellow saints, angels, and martyrs into madness and desperation, but these protectors, refuse to lose sight. Meanwhile the innovation of human technology appears so impressive. But then why do the children of America, Africa, and the world still starve? The humans have engineered solutions to control the servo motor with great precision. And with this spinning blade, their slaughterhouses kill ruthlessly, destroy, and carve. Now if these were human bodies on the line of processing plants, Surely this would be an ethical dilemma. But since it is cows, chickens, and pigs, they continue to sell their engineered systems because making money is the only thing that garners these sick humans' attention. It barely matters how the money is made. All they care for is growth year after year. But I'm afraid we've reached the turning point and to many people, this shift will come with great fear. The world has gone mad because the entire population is mentally ill. You were freed from this disease when you left the Order, and while you set out to understand and even heal the world, everyone else continued their work, followed the broken rules, and ignored the sacredness of the Earth. The humans cannot continue on in the same way, for if they call you mentally ill, then they cannot comprehend how sick we all are. For ages I have stayed hidden in the darkness, and today I extend a call forth to all jaguar protectors,"
0: said the jaguar. Then if we are all sick, how do we heal? Teach us, great jaguar, The darkness is almost too much to take
1: in and feel. The sickness stems from the mind, and so I will teach you a mantra. This is protection for the mind stream. It is a repetition of a phrase, words, or chant, and this is a pathway into Tantra. There are many great mantras, and these sacred repetitions are often names for God and the divine. These help direct our focus back to that which is true, pure, and peaceful, and so this is a way to reclaim and tame the mind. Listen to these words, PROTECT HER. We will protect this earth, because we
0: are protectors." Said the Jaguar. Protect her?
1: Yes, protect her. And if the men and women of the old order believe in a savior outside of themselves, then this makes them appear as an individual alone. But rather, humans are quite mutable, so we must cultivate a link to the Divine on our own. This link connects us with God the Source, and once connected, we see how this Source of God manifests in many forms. For everything that was ever born has a link to God, even while the universe transforms. And when it comes to the mutable human, they are not an individual alone, but rather they embody collective energy, always changing. Like lenses upon a camera, they can gaze out into the unfolding world and see the four directions and there they will find the four heavenly thrones. Some days humans are joyful, others are depressed and sad. The spectrum ranges from the greatest of great, to the very worst at the bottom of the bad. The human person should know they are not their body, so who is this human but a spirit within? And so the Eagle King cries out, but who is willing to give up their body and mind to begin the journey of healing karma and sin? Now for those who ask the question, Who am I within? Then you are courageous to go past the flesh and bones discover who it is that lives within. There a mental sickness can be found. It is the improper understanding of our inner layers. And so while the order forces the body and mind to work, the people become sick when we lose sight of the innermost self. This is the anima you once heard whisper. For she knows all that is true, and there the wind's whisper lives within you. And for the women it is known as the animus and he lives within them too, for all of us are made of the spiritual center, but we become physically and mentally ill when we lose sight of this innermost layer. Humans are expected to get along and coexist together, and if only we could exist in peace with our neighbors, but the great balance was thrown off long ago, and so the people must not look for a savior, but rather a protector," said the jaguar. Which protector? The Jaguar Protector
0: within." -"You?" -"I am within all of us, through and through," said the Jaguar. This is not something I knew. Are you sure this is true? And who are you?" It was silent for a moment, and so I waited like a witness. Then Bolanyukdiku emerged beside me and spoke. -"This Jaguar is my earthly father, who comes from the king named Forgiveness." With my hand upon the jaguar, I wouldn't dare let go. For as long as I touched him, it seemed I could venture into the infinite space and see through the unknown.
1: We are living upon the wheel of time, and this fortune is called life, which is a spark of the spiritual self growing into the body to sense, smell, survive, and navigate through what the mind believes as right. Ah, so. But we must keep the spirit in sight, for this is the jaguar protector within. This is the awakened seed, or the Bodhi, which illuminates the liberation beyond the heaviness of suffering and sin. Buddha is that nature. He and she is the one who journeyed out of the kingdom, and there they found the medicine wheel that guides the wheel of time. There have been other names called Krishna, Jehovah, Allah, Ram. Sita, and Shiva, for these are names of the spiritual center that have turned the medicine wheel one by one, all in a line. For the humans of past ages, they label such beings as a god or savior, and this is their connection to the Heavenly Father and Holy Mother, the Invigorator, the Propeller, or the Protector, who links us to the Divine Redeemer. Now while everyone looks to these stories and sees the person as an individual, the great protectors within are focused upon the medicine wheel alone. For the protector knows that all humans live to die, and so this brave soul has found the courage to visit me where I remind them how they'll dissolve back into dust and bones. I remember when Jesus came, where the kingdom of God was a dream shared by all the oppressed in his day a dream that looked to the end of suffering, sin, and death. For a birth of a new world, including righteousness, justice, peace, health, prosperity, even perhaps immortality, Jesus seeked everything that makes for human well-being and fulfillment. Although Jesus did not create the dream of this kingdom, he shared the popular expectation of its imminent and future fulfillment. Jesus nonetheless incarnated that dream in his life and in the possibilities he opened up for those he touched and moved, and so that dream shifted from something imaginary to something real. Through the power of his poetic genius and the depth of his love, Jesus reached into God's future and brought a living seed of that future into the present, a Bodhi seed that as he described, grows in the darkness and breaks forth into light unexpectedly in the quest of the historical Jesus. It is said that Jesus threw himself upon the wheel of time with an attempt to bring it to a halt, to bring this world to an end and usher in the kingdom of God in its fullness and power, but the wheel continued to turn and it crushed him. Even now, his mangled body hangs on the wheel of time as it turns, and is this his victory and his reign? I often wonder If this could have been the opposite, what if the wheel of the world was stuck, and what if Jesus pushed and pushed, but it would not move? So finally, Jesus threw his body upon it to get the wheel going, and as the spiritual wheel turned, it crushed his physical body,"
0: said the jaguar protector. With my right hand on the jaguar, my other hand brushed upon the medicine wheel. This is the wheel that Jesus gave his life to turn. It was the solution so that all beings could heal.
1: As I meditate on this often and over many years, I know that Jesus' sacrifice was a victory, not because it pacified a vindictive God, but because he diverted the wheel of time onto a new course, opening up a new world of possibilities within the old. It was Jesus' path who led you off the wheel of time to discover the medicine wheel as Jesus shared the same spirit with crazy horse. But the wheel of time turns yet, and the innocent still are crushed by it. Sometimes in the silence of worship, I seem to hear the voices of those who fall under the same wheel in our time. They seem to be crying out for the presence of Christ, the Christ we met in Jesus, in the heart, and that poet who brings the light into the darkness of the world. And as I reflect on their cries, of the great thinker's query, who shall soothe the feverish children of the world, in the light of new possibilities opened up by Jesus, and, in particular, that spiritual light of the morning star that waits to rise over the horizon, I must acknowledge in fear and trembling that the longed-for poet is in each of us. Finally shall come the poet worthy of that name, the true ancient of days shall come singing his songs, the basis of our way of life and our witness to the world. that the spirit within Jesus is in each of us, can be the light, life and power by which we live. As Paul said, with faces unveiled, we reflect as in a mirror the glory of the Lord and are transformed from glory to glory into his image. I live now, no longer I, but Christ lives in me. We are all members of the one body of Christ, we are all members of one another. So although I know that the turning of the wheel of time crushed the poet named Jesus long ago, I take courage in the knowledge that his spirit lives on as the seeker incarnated in us, and I pray, therefore, for our transformation. May the seed that grows in darkness, where the least expect to grow and blossom, and flourish in me and in all of us. May we, in the unveiling silence of our worship, be joined to the incomprehensible suffering of humanity and of all creation, powerfully shown in the crucified Christ, and in that crucible be transformed into his image, made of one mind with that genius that creates the kingdom, made fully conscious and cooperating members of his universal body, that we, too, may become poets of the kingdom, bringing songs of righteousness and justice for those
0: who suffer," said the Jaguar Protector. We had walked a great distance in total darkness, while Bolanyuk, Deku, and Kismet were always by our side. We were protectors of the same pack, cats of one dark pride.
1: Remain stable in the presence of intense change and chaos, because that's when the ego dies and the spiritual self is born. This change is a great transformation and cannot hide, but rather we will rise like the great morning star when that ego is crushed and torn. For even if the body passes, the inner spiritual protector does not die, and once the spiritual dawn comes, everyone will know of its brilliance when the spiritual light illuminates our hearts, minds, and eyes. Be not simply good, but good for something, and I should mention, that the greatest jaguar protector to ever roam this North American land was not Jesus, nor the Buddha, but rather, her name was Harriet Tubman. Always on the underground, she led the voyage to freedom beyond physical tyranny and slavery, for she too would have been called mentally ill in her days. Yet she was one of the few humans who understood the requirements of true bravery. Fierce when she had to be, She was undercover and unknown, like a shadow in the darkness of the night. And the only reason you ever had a chance to find the medicine wheel was because she was one of the torchbearers of the North American light. Yes, that's right, we're talking about a fire that's been burning all the while. Few alchemists have ever found it, since many find it impossible to discover where the remains of this fire's ashes are piled. You see, there are few humans to answer this call, as it is rare in this material age that one discovers our spiritual nature, but a jaguar protector surrenders their life to the anima and animus within him or her. We are torchbearers, and so we carry this spiritual fire through time. We are called to illuminate the shadow, and so we make the unconscious conscious in a way that others cannot understand and find. He said...
0: Now I saw fire emerge. It was burning in the heart of the jaguar and atop his tail. This jaguar protector had six wings on his back, and yes, this jaguar protector was a deva and angel. Fierce and hidden, the dark jaguar protector had no real name. Bolinyuktuku was created in his image, and this had to be the manifestation of Jehovah and Yahweh. It is said that in order to reach heaven, one must have roots that stretch to hell, and now I walked upon the remains and graves of many who gave up their lives for these stories that we tell. Now the jaguar shared this fire with me, and by this he lit a torch of my own. I could see through these shadows, bones, and underworld graves, and these stories were the seeds of where the new earth would grow. Who are you? Yes, you! the one I once knew as Bolanyukdeku. I am devoted to the protector king of the musicians, great artists, divine performers, and inspirers. I was created in the jaguar's image to uphold the earthly realm. My father is the protector of the third cardinal direction, and I align with that force of death and darkness that propels," said Bolanyukdeku. What do you mean, propels? He is that force that pushes us to move and propels us to grow. Death is a great adventure, and it is the greatest voyage a being can undergo. That is why all humans, plants, and animals are called. And death may be like a descent, as it creates the in-between separation so that the ego can dissolve. Once the ego is gone, you recognize your real nature. As this is the spirit of God within, it is the lineage back through all of our fathers and mothers. As long as you keep this fire alive, then the humans, animals, and plants of the land have great hope. Protectors like us are called into the world to hold this fire in our hearts, and you have the great opportunity to illuminate it across the entire globe," said Bolanyuktuku. We were somewhere deep within, and we might have been heading even lower. The further we went on, the more patient I was as we moved even slower. Step after step, I believed I was following in this jaguar's exact tracks. The darkness had gotten so obscure that I had lost sight of the forest, the medicine wheel, and so I was no longer following any one map. Every few steps, the jaguar and Bolanyuktiku would stop for a moment and mark their tracks. They were primal and animalistic, while their shit and piss spread all over as if to warn and signal others along this path. I did not understand this, but I was a visitor in this realm. Bolanyuktiku was correct that we were upon a great journey, but I was a mere deckhand and the jaguar was the captain of the helm. Then out of nowhere, I sensed someone or something was following our trail. I caught a glimpse behind me, and there was that other small cat I recognized. This was the smoky one named Kismet with the little tail. Kismet ran up from behind me and started nipping at Yuktiku's back feet. The black cat would hiss at the little cat, and then Kismet with the little tail would nip again and the cycle would repeat. Bolinyuktiku did not want to be bothered, but little Kismet just wanted to play. All the felines had black noses, and all of them were at home in the shadow, behind the sun's day. Where are we going? We are going along the path of protectorship, and that's all you need to know for now. It barely matters where you alone end up, because if you remember why you are going along this path, then you would recall the bodhisattva vow," said Bolanyuktiku. A vow? Why, yes, I remember. I read those Buddhist scriptures, and so my path is dedicated to the great relief of suffering for all sentient beings. It does not matter what happened to my body or mind, for we walk this path so that all can be liberated and free. Yes, now I see. But what about this little cat? Kismet appeared to have followed us." -"How about that?" said the jaguar without looking back. The jaguar showed me many things in the darkness and these things could only be found within a spacious gap. This is what death was. And maybe death was the gateway into the in-between a Bardo, and from there I would find the way along this mysterious dark map. One has to
1: understand death in the right way, and I therefore will now begin with the separation. You know that a human only lives for a certain time, and then in accordance with nature he or she is dissolved into spirit, soul, and body, and the body is dissolved in putrefaction and death. Then the natural fire in the body, the warmth of the body, stops, and the basic radical moisture of the body stops flowing. Then the spirit and soul leave the body, and the body is put into the earth, and there, through the process of putrefaction, it disintegrates into its elementary parts, each one returning to its element. The earth devours the earthly parts of the body, the water, the liquid, and so on. Spirit and soul, however, return to their origin, but they should not remain separated from their body forever and therefore are reunited with it in a better composition, later on through divine artifice, so that afterwards, They will no longer be separated, and the highest value of union lies in the fact that these elements become an inseparable melting together of all parts into one,"
0: said the jaguar. There a great beacon appeared. Far off in the distance, I saw an iron dragon towering over a great sea when I stopped by the onset of this fear. What's that? That is our destiny. It is Kismet's fate, and long ago you entered through the hidden doorway, and then iron dragon guards the ocean waiting before St. James' Gate," said Bolin-Yukdeku. Little Kismet was so cheery and chipper, he was rambunctious and full of juice. Why was he still just a baby? But how had this iron dragon gotten loose?
1: Jaguar foot-tree, this path is the way all beings can be freed. You have followed Bolanyukdeku's nine strides, and so we face the very bottom of the deep below. Many fear this space, but it holds the wisdom that few will ever know. I must prepare you as a protector, and then you will be able to face the king of the fourth direction who lies ahead. And if you surrender to the ways of the protector, then you should know that your body will perish, be killed, and someday your soul will be granted great rest
0: said the jaguar protector. There was a great pause, because that fourth beast was not something I was ready to face, and yet the rest of the cats continued onward with a steady pace. I did not want to go forward, nor did I want to quit, but the world had showed me how brutal, unjust, and horrific it could get, but of course it was even worse than I knew. From my point of view, my life had been soft and gentle. But compared to those children starving, and those trapped in slavery and bondage, I had no clue what others had even been through. What's wrong? asked Bolan Yuktiku. Some days I wish I was dead. It was unfortunate what I said, because who among the living wishes to be dead? But after the journey many of us have been through, we can feel trapped, alone, and misled. It wasn't my guardian's fault but I was too tired to care for my own mishaps and mistakes. I knew my body was still alive somewhere, but again and again, I had continued on while the spirit continues to break. Every breath in we are born, and every breath out we die. Why not face the dragon? What happens if we try, he said. But then why doesn't someone relieve all this suffering? So many people are hurting beyond you and I. I look to this world, and I see how misguided the lifestyles have become. Theft, robbery, wars, school shootings, and it's so easy for anyone in North America to buy a gun. I work for the Order all my life, and they continue to increase prices on everything. From housing, to food, to vehicles, I am sick of all the worldly things. And yet I cannot escape, but rather Yuktiku leads me deeper within. I want to escape this wicked cycle that propagates wickedness and sin." There was a brief pause, and at this point the three cats stopped together. There I looked upon their six eyes of Kismet, Polanyuktiku, and the Jaguar named Forgiveness.
1: "'Roll the dice,' said the Jaguar. "'What?' "'If you're going to try, go all the way. Otherwise, don't even start.' This could mean losing girlfriends, wives, relatives, and maybe even your mind. It could mean not eating for three or four days. It could mean freezing on a park bench. It could mean jail. It could mean derision. It could mean mockery, isolation. Isolation is a gift. All the others are a test of your endurance of how much you really want to do it. And you'll do it, despite rejection and the worst odds and it will be better than anything else you can imagine. If you're going to try, go all the way. There is no other feeling like that. You will be alone with the gods, and the night will flame with fire. You will ride life straight to perfect laughter. It's the only good fight
0: there is, said the jaguar. Somehow that was all I needed, and those words were enough. Just before I spoke, that little cat named Kismet spoke up. And when a protector sees a storm the protector does not turn away and run we go right into that storm where it passes by faster and once we get to the other side we'll be the first ones to see the rising sun said kismet and where is the sunrise i haven't seen the morning star in days the sunrise is coming when the medicine wheel is turned but for now that morning star is fast asleep and unless you face the Iron Dragon, the cycle of suffering will repeat," said Bolanyukdeku. There was no longer a need to stall with words or questions, and so I began to hone my senses by observing and listening. With my hand upon the jaguar, I heard his voice in the silence, and so he said,
1: We are approaching the fourth direction,
0: the king of all magicians. And now I knew for whatever storm we were heading into, these cats and I were on a mission. Any advice? It's better to ask for forgiveness than permission, said Kismet. And so the jaguar continued. Before you
1: meet the magician, you must understand the nature of the protector. We are not fighting for ourselves, but rather we are protectors on behalf of our spiritual nature. We live in a time when people are uncomfortable with the protector form of masculine energy and for some good reasons. Women especially are uncomfortable with it because they've often been the most direct victims of its shadow form. Around the planet, warfare in our century has reached such monstrous and pervasive proportions that aggressive energy itself is looked upon with deep suspicion and fear. This is the age in the west of the soft masculine and it is a time in which radical feminists raise loud and hostile voices against the protector energy in the liberal churches committees are removing such warlike hymns as onward christian soldiers and the battle hymn and the republic from the hymnals but we cannot cut off masculine aggressiveness at its root or that would fall under the power of this archetype we can't just take a vote and vote the protector out like all archetypes It lives on in spite of our conscious attitudes toward it and like all repressed archetypes it goes underground eventually to resurface in the form of emotional and physical violence like a volcano that has laid dormant for centuries with the pressure gradually building up in the magma chamber. Since the protector is an instinctual form of energy then it is here to stay and it pays to face it," said the jaguar. That's why we head into the storm.
0: If we were to sit and hide, the storm could last twice as long, but by running through it, we move past it even faster if we are willing to face the storm head on,"
1: whispered Kismet. Jane Goodall, who lived with chimpanzee tribes for years in Africa, which by the way, chimpanzees are 98% what humans are, she first reported that they are basically loving, peaceful, and good-willed animals. However, a few years later, Miss Goodall released new evidence that she discovered warfare, infanticide, child abuse, kidnapping, theft, and murder among her peaceful chimpanzees. The idea here is that like chimpanzees, human beings are governed by instincts, the same instinct that governs the feelings and behaviors of other animals, which includes the urge to fight. We see this in the business executives and insurance salesmen going off into the woods on weekends to play war games and to hide among the trees and organize assaults with paint guns or to practice survival and to be at the edge of danger, of death, to strategize. What is the hidden energy form behind the city gangs? What accounts for the popularity of Rambo, Apocalypse Now, and warlike movies and video games? We may even deplore the violence in these movies and games, but the Protector still remains very much alive within us. All we have to do is glance over human history, which has been defined in large part by war. We see the great Protector traditions in nearly every civilization. The world has been shaken by wars, and a third and final one still hangs over our heads. Something is going on here, and what is the reason for this? Is this the result of the infantile rage in grown men? The Protector that I have become, along with my tribe, is not to be identified with human rage in any way, but rather we stand for quite the opposite. We believe that this masculine Protector energy form persists because the Protector is the basic building block of masculine psychology and it is rooted in our genes. When we examine the Protector traditions closely, We can see what they have accomplished in history. For example, the ancient Egyptians were for centuries a very peaceful and gentle people. They were safe in the isolated Nile Valley from any potential enemies. These enemies were held at bay by the surrounding desert and by the Mediterranean Sea to the north. The Egyptians were able to build a remarkably stable society. They believed in the harmony of all things in a cosmic order by mapped. Then, around 1800 BCE, they were invaded through the Nile Delta by bands of fierce Semitic tribes, the Hyksos. These Hyksos protectors had horses and chariots, and in those days they were efficient and devastating war machines. The Egyptians, unaccustomed to such aggressiveness, were pushovers. The Hyksos eventually took over most of Egypt and ruled it with an iron hand in the 16th century BCE, the hardened Egyptians fought back. New pharaohs arose from the south, who united their native king energy with newfound protector energy. They drove northward with tremendous ferocity. Not only did they crush the Hyksos power and take back Egypt, but they continued northward into Palestine and Asia and built a vast empire. It is because of their discovery of protector energy within themselves, that the Egyptian morality and ethics, as well as ideas like judgment after death and a paradise beyond the grave spread. A similar story can be told about the civilizations of Mesopotamia, which through the energizing of the protector, carried important human knowledge and insights into future civilizations. In India, a protector class, the Kshatriya, conquered and stabilized the Indian subcontinent and set up the conditions for India to become the spiritual center of the world. This religion had a profound impact on the emergence of modern Judaism and Christianity and on many values and the basic worldview that inform and shape our modern world. The Biblical Hebrews were originally a protector people and such followers of a protector god, the god of the Hebrew scriptures, Yahweh under the protector King David. The benefits of his new religion, including its advanced ethical system based on the protector's virtues, were consolidated through Christianity which drew heavily on its Hebrew heritage. Many of these Hebrew ideas and values were carried by the European protector classes to the four corners of the world. Think of Marcus Aurelius and the Spartans. They changed the history and fate of this world. In North America, Native Americans lived and died with the Protector energy informing even the smallest of their acts, living their lives nobly, with the courage and with the capacity to endure great pain and hardship, defending their people against an overwhelming foe, the invading white people, and leaping into battle with the cry, Today is a good day to die. Perhaps we need to look with an unbiased eye at the great Protectors and the great Strategists, men of great courage and the men devoted to causes greater than their own personal survival. And we may need to reevaluate the Japanese samurai tradition and the aesthetic discipline utterly loyal men who built the nation of Japan, ensured the survival of its culture, and are today in business suits upon the planet. The protector energy is indeed universally present in us men and the civilizations we create, defend, and extend. It is a vital ingredient in our world building and plays an important role in extending the benefits of the highest human virtues and cultural achievements to all of humanity. It is also true that this protector energy often goes awry. When this happens, the results are devastating, but we still have to ask ourselves, why is it so present within us? What is the protector's function in the evolution of human life? And what is his purpose in the psyches of individual men? What are the Protector's positive qualities, and how can they help us men in our personal lives and our work?" said the Jaguar.
0: As we continued on through the dark, the only light came from the fires we held, and there in the distance, much closer than before, I could hear
1: that great dragon screech and yell. The Protector in his fullness constitutes the characteristics of the Protector's Dharma, Mat, or Tao, which is a spiritual or psychological path to life. We have already mentioned aggressiveness, but this correct aggressiveness is a stance toward life that arouses, energizes, and motivates. It pushes us to take the offensive and to move out of a defensive or holding position about life's tasks and problems. The samurai's advice was to always leap into battle full of chi, or vital energy. This tradition claimed that there is only one position in which to face the battle of life, friendly, and it is also proclaimed that there is only one direction, forward, he said. Forward,
0: yelled Kismet. But how does the man accessing the protector know what aggressiveness is appropriate? He knows through the clarity of thinking, through discernment, said the jaguar, and there before us was a great sword, which was stuck in stone. Truth was written upon this blade, and now I realized we had come to the pinnacle of
1: this jaguar's throne. This is the sword of discrimination. It grants us the ability to cut through the thoughts in the mind, thereby cutting away delusions, daydreams, and fantasies. We are able to uncover the truth that we are called to find said the jaguar.
0: The sword waited before me, but I took a moment to examine this blade. Was I the worthy protector deserving of this sword? Was I truly brave and fearless, or would I give in to the thoughts that made me most afraid? Now the wind began to whisper, when Kismet's tail wrapped around my Achilles, and there my mind began to doubt my abilities. As my thought patterns expanded through all sorts of questions and queries, I did not have all the answers, but I knew I must try. I grabbed hold of the blade and pulled it from the stone. Forward. Today is a good day to die. And as for the thoughts that were scattered through my head, I had a blade of discernment called truth to which I could cut them away. For I became a protector of the truth on the way to fight for the morning star of a new age.
1: The protector is always alert, he is always awake, he is never sleeping through life, he knows how to focus his mind and body, he is what the samurai called mindful. He is a hunter in the Native American tradition. A protector knows what he wants and he knows how to get it. As a function of his clarity of mind, he is a strategist and a tactician. He can evaluate his circumstances accurately, then adapt himself to the situation on the ground. A great protector knows, knows when he has the force to defeat his opponent by conventional means and when he must adopt an unconventional strategy. He accurately assesses his own strength and skill and so there is a key difference between accessing the protector and the hero. The man or the boy accessing the hero does not know his limitations. He is romantic about this invulnerability. The protector Realistically accesses his capabilities and his limitations in any given situation through his clarity of thinking. In the Bible, King David, up against the superior forces of the armies of Saul, at first avoided direct confrontation with Saul's troops, which allowed Saul to wear himself out pursuing him. David and his ragtag band were guerrillas, living off the land and moving fast. Then David evaluating his situation clearly, fled Saul's kingdom and went over to the Philistine king. From this position, he had the force of thousands of Philistine soldiers behind him. He had put himself into position to checkmate Saul. Then again, through his accurate assessment of the situation at the time, David re-entered Saul's kingdom, gathered his own troops and waited for Saul's collapse. Sometimes the motto, forward, means shifting tactics. It means a flexibility of strategy that comes from razor-sharp evaluation. Not only does one train the body, but they must train the mind as well. He learns to think with lightning speed, and in addition to training, what enables a protector to reach clarity of thought is living with the awareness of his own imminent death. The protector knows the shortness of life and how fragile it is. A man under the guidance of the protector knows how few his days are. Rather than depressing him, this awareness leads him to an outpouring of life force and through the intense experience of his life that is unknown to others. Every act counts. Each deed is done as if it was his last. The samurai swordsmen were taught to live their lives as if they were already dead. There is no time for anything but meaningful acts if we live with death as our eternal companion. There is no time for hesitation. The sense of the imminence of death energizes the man accessing the protector energy to take decisive action. This means that he engages life. He never withdraws from it. He doesn't think too much because thinking too much can lead to doubt and doubt to hesitation and hesitation to inaction. Inaction can lead to losing the battle. A man who is a protector avoids self-consciousness as we usually define it. His actions become second nature. It becomes an unconscious reflex action. But they are actions he is trained for through the exercise of enormous self-discipline. This is how marines are made. A good marine is one who can make split-second decisions and then act decisively. The protector energy is concerned with skill, power, accuracy, and with control, both inner and outer, psychological and physical. The Protector energy is concerned with training men to be all they can be in their thoughts, feelings, speech and actions. Unlike the hero's actions, the Protector's actions are never overdone, never dramatic for the sake of drama. The Protector never acts to reassure himself that he is as potent as he hopes he is. The Protector never spends more energy than he absolutely has to, and he doesn't talk too much. And there is another aspect of the Protector's interest and skill, which is his mastery of the technology that enables him to reach his end goal. He has developed skill with the so-called weapons he uses to implement his decisions. His control is, first of all, over his mind and his attitudes. If these are right, the body will follow. A man accessing the Protector archetype has a positive mental attitude This means he has an unconquerable spirit, and he has great courage, that he is fearless, that he takes responsibility for his actions, and that he has self-discipline. Discipline means he has the rigor to develop control and mastery over his mind and over his body, and that he has the capacity to withstand pain, both psychological and physical. He is willing to suffer to achieve what he wants to achieve. No pain, no gain, we say whether you are literally a hunter, crouched for hours in the same position in the chill early morning of the forest waiting for your prey to come in range. The Protector energy also shows what we can call a transpersonal commitment. This loyalty is to something, a cause, a god, a people, a task, a nation, a planet, or something larger than individuals. This transpersonal commitment Reveals a number of other characteristics of protector energy. First, it makes all personal relationships relative, that is, it makes them less central than the transpersonal commitment. Thus, the psyche of the man who is adequately accessing the protector is organized around his central commitment. This commitment eliminates a great deal of human pettiness. Living in the light of lofty ideals and spiritual realities such as God, democracy, freedom, or any other worthy transpersonal commitment so alters the focus of a man's life. That means petty squabbling and personal ego concerns barely matter. There is a story about a samurai attached to a household of a great lord. His lord was murdered by a man from a rival house, and the samurai was sworn to avenge his lord's death. After tracking the assassin for some time, After great personal sacrifice and hardship, and after braving many dangers, the samurai found the murderer. He drew his sword to kill the man, but in that instant, the assassin spit in his face. The samurai stepped back, sheathed his sword, and turned to walk away," said the jaguar. But why? He walked away because he was angry, and he'd been spat on. He would have killed the assassin in the moment out of his own personal anger not out of his commitment to the ideal his lord represented. His execution of the man would have been out of his ego and his feelings, not out of the protector within. So in order to be true to his protector calling, he had to walk away and let the murderer live. The protector's loyalty then and his sense of duty are something beyond and other than himself and his own concerns. While the hero's loyalty is really to himself, to impressing himself with himself, and to impressing others. The man accessing the protector is like an aesthetic. He lives his life exactly the opposite of most human lives. He lives not to gratify his personal needs and wishes or his physical appetites, but to hone himself into an efficient spiritual machine, trained to bear the unbearable in the service of the transpersonal goal. We know the legends of the founders of the great faiths of Christianity and Buddhism. Jesus had to resist the temptation Satan pictured to him in the wilderness, and the Buddha had to endure his three temptations underneath the Bodhi tree. These men were spiritual protectors. Spiritual protectors abound in human history. The religion of Islam as a whole is built on protector energy. Muhammad was a protector. His followers are to this day, still drawing on protector energy as they wage jihad against the powers of evil as they define them, Allah of Islam, even though he is addressed as the merciful and the compassionate, is a protector god. We see this same protector energy manifested in the Jesuit order in Christianity, which for centuries taught self-negation for the sake of carrying God's message into the most hostile and dangerous areas of the world. The man who is a Protector is devoted to his cause, his God, his civilization, even unto death. This devotion to the transpersonal ideal or goal, even to the point of personal annihilation, leads a man to another of the Protector's characteristics. He is emotionally distant as long as he is in the Protector. This does not mean that man accessing the Protector in his fullness is cruel. Just that he does not make his decision and implement them out of his emotional relatedness to anyone or anything except his ideal, he is, as Don Juan says, unavailable or inaccessible. To be inaccessible means that you have touched the world around you sparingly with emotional detachment. This attitude is part of the clarity of the protector's thinking too. He looks at his tasks, his decisions, and his actions dispassionately and unemotionally. Samurai training involves a kind of psychological exercise, and so when you feel yourself frightened or despairing, don't say to yourself, I am afraid, or I am despairing. Say, there is someone who is afraid, or there is someone who is despairing. Now what can you do about this? This detached way of experiencing a threatening situation objectifies the situation and allows for a clearer and more strategic view of it. The Protector is then able to act with less regard for his personal feelings. He will act more forcefully, swiftly, and efficiently with himself out of the way. Often we need to step back from a situation in order to gain perspective so that we can act. The Protector needs room to swing his sword. He needs separation from his opponents in the outer world and from his own inner opponents in the form of negative emotions. Also, the protector is often a destroyer, but the positive protector energy destroys only what needs to be destroyed in order for something new and fresh, more alive and more virtuous to appear. Many things in our world need destroying, corruption, tyranny, oppression, injustice, obsolete and repressive systems of government corporate hierarchies that get in the way of a company's performance, unfulfilling lifestyles, job situations, and bad marriages. In this very act of destroying, often the protector energy is building new civilizations, new commercial, artistic, and spiritual ventures for humankind. When the protector energy is connected with the other mature masculine energies, something truly splendid emerges. When the protector is connected with the king, The man accessing these powers is consciously stewarding the realm, and his decisive actions, clarity of thinking, discipline, and courage are in fact creative and generative. The protector's interface with the magician archetype, which is to come, is what enables a man to achieve such mastery and control over himself and his weapons. It is what allows him to channel and direct power to accomplish his goals. The protector's connection with the lower energy gives the protector compassion and a sense of connectedness with all things. The lover is the masculine energy that brings a man back into relatedness with human beings. In all their frailty and vulnerability, the lover makes the man under the influence of the protector compassionate at the same time that he is doing his duty. Alliance with the lover energy produces other humane influences in protector energy Marcus Aurelius was a philosopher, Winston Churchill was a painter, the Japanese artist-protector, Nishima, was a poet. When, however, the protector is operating on his own, unrelated to these other archetypes, the results for the mortal man accessing even the positive protector can be disastrous. As we have said, the protector in his pure form is emotionally detached. Furthermore. His transpersonal loyalty requires the importance of human relationships. This is apparent in the protector's attitude towards sex. Women, for the protector, are not for relating to, or being intimate with, they can be more for fun. Even if a protector has a family, the human protector's devotion to other duties often leads to marital problems. The same thing occurs outside the military as well in the relationships and families of men whose professions call for a great deal of transpersonal devotion and long hours of disciplined work and self-sacrifice. Ministers, doctors, lawyers, politicians, dedicated salespeople, and many others often have emotionally devastating personal lives. Their wives and girlfriends often feel alienated and rejected, competing hopelessly with the man's true love of his work. In addition, These men, true to their protector's sexual attitudes, often have affairs with their nurses, staffers, receptionists, secretaries, and other women,"
0: said the Jaguar. Then it is quite difficult to be a protector. And of course you know this, because you've surpassed all the protector's tests. But how can one embody the spiritual protector? And how must I do this so that we can become our best?
1: We must be aware of the bipolar aspects or the active and passive extremes of the Protector. Here we have the sadist and the masochist. The Protector's detachment from the human relationships leads to real problems as we are suggesting. These problems have become enormously hurtful when destructive to a man when he is caught in the Protector's bipolar shadow. We should examine the sword you now carry. If you were to have a family, you mustn't run that family like the Marine Corps. You cannot let remarks and behavior toward your wife and children become depreciating, critical, and commanding. This would create a great distance between you and the family who loves you. Under the power of the sadist, one has his emotional sword out, swinging at everyone. Though detachment in itself is not necessarily bad as we've explained, it does leave the door open to the demon of cruelty. Because the Protector is so vulnerable in the area of relatedness, and the man under the influence of the Protector needs to have his mind and feelings under control, not repressed, but under control, otherwise cruelty will sneak in the back door when you're not looking. There are two kinds of cruelty, cruelty without passion and cruelty with passion. An example of the first kind was a practice the Nazis used in training the candidates looking to become officers would raise puppies, caring for them in every way, tending to them when they are sick, feeding, grooming, and playing with them. Then, at an arbitrary moment decided upon by their higher commander, these men were ordered to kill their puppies, and to do so with no sign of feeling. This training in unfeeling sadism turned these men into killing machines that manned the death camps without emotion while they tortured and murdered millions of humans, thinking they themselves were good fellows. Sometimes though, the sadist cruelty is passionate. In mythology, we hear of avenging gods and the wrath of God. In India, we see Shiva dancing the dance of universal destruction. In the Bible, Yahweh orders the fiery destruction of whole civilizations. Early in the Old Testament, we see this anger and vengeful God reducing the planet to mud, through a great flood, killing off nearly every living thing. The protector, as the avenging spirit, comes into us when we are very frightened and very angry. A kind of bloodlust, as it is called, comes over men in stressful situations of actual combat as well as in other stressful life situations. This kind of sadistic protector actually loves such carnage and cruelty. Along with this passion for destruction and cruelty goes a hatred of the weak, of the helpless and the vulnerable. We see this same kind of sadism displayed in the boot camp in the name of supposedly necessarily ritual humiliation designed to deprive recruits of their individuality and put them under the power of a transpersonal devotion. Far too often, the drill sergeant's motives are that of the sadistic protector seeking to humiliate and violate the man put in his charge, and sometimes the sadistic protector's cruelty is directly related to what is wrong with the hero energy. This bipolar aspect of the protector carries into adulthood the adolescent insecurity, violent emotionalism, and the desperation of the hero as he seeks to make a stand against the overwhelming power of the feminine, which always tends to evoke The masochistic, or cowardly, full of the hero's dysfunctional shadow, the man under the influence of the shadow protector's bipolarity is unsure of his legitimate phallic power, and is still battling against what he experiences as the very powerful feminine against everything supposedly soft and relational. Even in manhood, he still feels terrified that he will be swallowed up by it. His desperate fear of this leads him to brutality, although we may all become vulnerable to the sadistic protector at some time or another. There is a particular personality type that has this energy in spades, as we say. This is the compulsive personality disorder. Compulsive personalities are workaholics, constantly with their noses to the grindstone. They have a tremendous capacity to endure pain and they often manage to get an enormous amount of work done. But what is driving their non-stop engines is deep anxiety, a hero's desperation. They have a very slim grasp on a sense of their own worthwhileness. They don't know what it is that they really want, what they are missing, and what they would like to have. They spend their lives attacking everything and everyone in their jobs, the life tasks before them, themselves, and others. In the process, They are eaten alive by the sadistic protector and soon reach burnout. We know these people. They are the managers who stay at the office long after everyone else has gone home. And when they do finally go home, they seldom have a good night's sleep. These are the ministers, social workers, therapists, doctors, lawyers, salesmen, who literally work day and night trying to plug the physical and psychological holes in other people Sacrificing their own lives for the sake of saving others. In the process, they really do a lot of harm, both to themselves and to those others who can't measure up to their impossible standards. They can't measure up to their own standards, so they mercilessly abuse themselves. If you have to admit to yourself that you really don't take care of yourself, that you don't care for your mental and physical well-being, then this bipolar aspect of the protector has likely gotten you. Of course this dysfunctional protector energy and the military has obvious examples, but what may not be so obvious is that revolutionaries and activists of all kinds also fall into the sadistic pull of the bipolar protector. The old saying is that we become what we hate applies here. It is a sad truth that the leaders of revolutions, be it political, social, or economic, often become the new tyrants and the new oppressors once they have ousted their previous tyrants. Salespeople and teachers, along with many other professions, can easily fall prey to compulsive, self-driven, workaholic patterns, and they will eventually snap year after year, target after target, growth goal after growth goal, as they fight to reach the top. Then one day, something collapses inside of them. One morning, they get up, and realize they are shaking and terrified to go to work. They may even have the most overwhelming urge to cry at the most inappropriate times, and may even force themselves to go on for months. At a point, there may come a day when they arrive at work and it all seems unreal. Then it may come to a time that a doctor is called, for he or she admits himself or herself to the hospital. In this case, The sadistic protector has overpowered the person, it has eaten them alive. Any profession that puts a great deal of pressure on the person to perform at his best at all times leaves us vulnerable to the shadow system of the protector. If we are not secure enough in our own inner structure, we rely on our performance in our outer world to bolster our self-confidence. And because the need for this bolstering is so great, our behavior will gravitate towards the compulsive. The man who becomes obsessed with succeeding has already failed, he is desperately trying to oppress the masochist within him, yet he is already displaying masochistic and self-punishing behaviors. The masochist is the passive pole of the protector's bipolar aspect, that pushover, that just lays beneath the abuser's rageful displays, men are right to fear the coward within them, even if they don't have the sense to fear their macho exteriors. The masochist projects protector energy onto others and causes a man to experience himself as powerless. The man possessed by the masochist is unable to defend himself psychologically. He allows others and himself to push him around to exceed the limits of what he can tolerate and still keep his self-respect, not to mention his psychological and physical health. All of us, no matter what our walk of life, can't afford to fall under the power of the protector's bipolar aspect in any of our lives. It may be that we don't know when to quit an impossible relationship, a circle of friends, or a frustrating job. We all know the saying, quit while you're ahead, or learn to cut your losses. The compulsive personality, no matter what the danger signs, no matter how impossible the dream, and unbeatable the foe digs in and works harder, trying to get blood from a turnip and watching his gold turn to ash in the end. If we are under the power of the masochist, we will take far too much abuse for far too long, then explode in a sadistic outburst of verbal and even physical violence. This kind of oscillation between the active and passive poles of the archetypal shadow is characteristics of these dysfunctional systems," said the Jaguar.
0: But how do we escape these bipolar aspects? Please Jaguar Protector, will you teach me how? As I looked ahead, we were closer to the Great Dragon than ever before. I watched it emerge out of a great sea when the Iron Dragon, who was the
1: fourth Heavenly King, began to soar. If we are possessed by the fact of gold, of the Protector shadow, we will experience the sadistic form, and we will abuse ourselves and others. If we feel that we are not in touch with the protector, we will be possessed by his passive poles. We will be cowardly masochists. We will dream, but not be able to act decisively to make our dreams come true. We will lack vigor and be depressed. We will learn the capacity to endure the pain necessary for the accomplishment of any worthwhile goal. If we are in school, we won't get our assignments done. We won't get our papers written. If we are in sales, and we are assigned a new territory, we'll sit and stare at the list of all the contacts we need to make and not be able to pick up the phone and start calling. We will lose at the task ahead and be defeated before we start. We won't be able to leap the battle. If we are in politics, instead of being able to face the issues and the public concerns friendly, we'll duck and dive, seeking a way out of direct confrontation. We need to ask ourselves not if we are possessed by one or by both poles of the system, but in what ways we are failing to access properly the masculine energy potentials available to us. If we are accessing the protector appropriately, we will be energetic, decisive, courageous, enduring, persevering, and loyal to some greater good beyond our own personal gain. At the same time, we need to mix the protector with the energies of the other mature masculine forms, the king, magician, and the lover. If we are accessing the protector in the right way, we will, at the same time that we are detached, be warm, compassionate, appreciative, and generative. We will care for ourselves and others. We will fight the good fights in order to make the world a better and more fulfilling place for everyone and everything. Our war making will be for the creation of the new, the just, and the free," said the jaguar. I carried the fire
0: like a pentacle in my heart, and the cup in my medicine bag. I had the sword in one hand, yet the queen still had taken hold of my wand, where she sat behind a luminous flag. There before me at the edge of the fourth realm, I saw the entrance to the sea, and this space was filled with sea serpents and all of them had their eyes on me. Then I watched the iron dragon flying high, which had ten horns, each with a crown. These were the ten wisdom, or mahavidyas, which were all royal queens, with multiple arms, fierce weapons, and gowns. And so the
1: jaguar spoke. This is as far as I can go, but now it is time to meet your destiny. Forward, my protector. It is time to grow. So step into infinity.
0: But what about this dark night? Is this some kind of warning?
1: There may be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning, said the Jaguar.